streamer. Okay, we're live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have two very special guests. Guest One is a returning guest. One is the first time I've talked to her. Uh, the returning guest's name is John Hamer, and I've done four interviews with him in the past. I will put links to each one of those interviews in the show notes for this interview. Um, we're going to talk about a book they published together. It's John Hamer and Shannon Rowan, published uh, this year, 2022, in April, titled Welcome to the Masquerade, Prelude to the Coming Reset. Very important book, great information. I learned a lot. I thought I knew kind of a lot about this whole COVID situation, but there's a lot more to learn. Um, but John and I go back. Uh, some of my most listened to shows are John's shows. Uh, two of the books that were listened to most that we talked about are The Falsification, falsification of Science, Our Distorted Reality, and then The Falsification of History. We also did a show on a famous UK crime case about uh, the Soham child murders. And then talked about another book having to do with JFK assassination titled JFK, a very British coup. And uh, John Hamer's website is will be, is falsificationofhistory.co.uk. And these old shows have a real listing of all the books that he's written and his longer biography. So I will uh, just reference you to some of those earlier shows and you can go through and see all his books. Um, many of which are bestsellers in the UK. So UK, Amazon, I think falsification of science has like 600 five-star reviews. And then Shannon Rowan joined John and they can talk about how they kind of synced up to write this book. But Shannon Rowan, uh, her website is wifirefugee.com and she's written some other books. And, and uh, so I'm delighted to have both of them. So John Hamer, Shannon Rowan, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, William. It's good to be back. Uh, very great. kind of you to have us back on again. Yes, Excellent. thank you, William. It's great to be on. I, I really appreciate you uh, having me on. So Awesome. Well, so maybe you guys can kind of talk about how you linked up to write this book in the background and then uh, everything you did to research that. Does one of you like yeah. to start yeah. with that? Go ahead, Shannon. You, you do that. Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, so, yeah, I actually contacted John, um, interestingly, after I heard one of his Titanic um YouTube talks. Uh, and I, you know, it's kind of a long story about how I even found out about that. Um, but I then bought falsification of history. Um, this would have been in, uh, was it early 2019, I think. And then, yeah. um, so I contacted him with email, didn't, not really expecting to hear back. He got back and we, um, we kind of, the conversation just unfolded from there. We had a lot to share with each other. Um, and then he found out about my issues dealing with um, what they call like electro hypersensitivity, which is really a microwave injury, um, which caused me to have to you know, move several times across country um, to get away from these smart grids and cell, cell tower, you know, wireless networks. Um, in order to recover my health and, you know, to not be tormented by it 24-7. So John hadn't heard about this, um, something new to him. And so he thought we might do well to collaborate on a book together. I have a background in writing um, and journalism uh, and also photojournalism. So, um, you know, so I hadn't been doing that for some years, but um, I got interested in you know, what he had, just, you know, things that he opened my eyes to, and then I was opening his eyes to some other things. So um, we started a book actually before the the pandemic, I'll call it, um, which we were well into uh, more on like the EMF topics, but also transhumanism. And then this whole, you know, COVID thing 
uh, happened and we thought we got to put that on hold and refocus because this was more, you know, urgent to uncover what was going on behind this. We wrote an article together on John's website in, in April, 2020 about it. And then I wrote one, you know, for another um, publication online. And um, I also started work on my own book about, um, you know, which I actually had also started in 2019 about, you know, my experience with uh with the wireless radiation and other and that of others and sort of the science behind that and the politics um, and that is called Wi-Fi Refugee. And the website, as you said, is wi-fi refugee.com. However, just want to point out there's a hyphen between Wi-Fi and refugee. Okay. So um, yeah, and that's basically it. Yeah, we just start collaborating. We met up once he came out here and I'm now in California to meet with me. Um, and uh, in terms of research, we divided up you know, chapters, who's going to, you know, focus on what and, um, you know, kept in touch with each other. Um, you know, it could be daunting at times being long distance and having to do a lot by email. We also have a lot of Skype chats and um, that kind of thing. So yeah, the biggest problem, Shannon, though, is the um, is the is the, uh, the small window that we have to speak, isn't it? Because, you know, there's yeah. an eight hour time difference. And, you know, so it, it's very limiting. Yes. Right. So, but you guys put it together. I mean, it's a thoroughly researched book, 12 chapters. I mean, at what point did you realize that what was going on with this whole COVID event was, uh, there was a lot more to the story? Well, speaking for my, myself, um, almost immediately it happened. I mean, I, I, I knew that there was something not right, um, you know, very much straight away. Uh, when we were hearing all the nonsense that was emanating from Wuhan about these people dropping dead in the streets and piles of bodies and things like that, I just thought, come on, you, you can't be serious. This is just crazy. And uh, I'm pretty sure Shannon felt the same as well. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that my biggest red flag and with all this was the fact that literally the very almost the very same day that there was a worldwide protest plan for fi against 5g with 200 countries signed up for this protest that this news you know dropped uh the, they dropped the bomb with the covid news and it hit the airways in full force you know completely dominated all other narratives um and i thought well that's a little strange you know because but, you know, it was just a little too convenient, especially the lockdowns that followed while, you know, people were made to stay home and not go to school. And meanwhile, those empty schools were being installed with 5G, you know, other wireless systems. So all that went ahead because they were given this essential worker pass while the rest of us were helpless. We weren't allowed to gather, meaning not allowed to protest. Um, you know, so all the all these things that had gained momentum and not, and a lot of lawsuits as well against the FCC you know, against wireless industry, um, were put to, you know, screeched to a halt. Same with um, other, there were other like lawsuits against uh, mortgages in the UK, you know, like fraudulent mortgages and the banks. And so, you know, it just was a little too convenient. And I personally hadn't investigated much into germ theory or anything prior to that. So at first I wasn't sure, I, I you know, I heard these rumors about bioweapons from Wuhan and everything. Um, but then I thought, well, that's, you know, it, that was also kind of a convenient thing. I felt like that was sort of meant as a trap for the, you know, uh, the truth seekers to fall into. Um, and some of those videos seemed a bit faked and phony to me. So I just started looking more into um, germ theory 
and into like the fact that viruses don't even exist, you know, so then I, you know, and I, and I just started, we just went from there, started researching the corruption and the CDC, you know, and, and Fauci and all these players. Um, and so when you start following, you know, not only the money, but just the politics and the corruption and you see who the players are like Gates and that, you know, and we already knew a lot about Gates and his, experiments in you know with vaccines and harming you know killing hundreds of thousands of children in third world nations um and that kind of thing right like he already had a history even before this whole covid right. element started i mean and he goes way back you have a whole section on him gates of hell and i read that with great interest i learned a lot of names but he uh really had his hands in a lot of different things right yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Gates. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, and he and Fauci, you know, and he and Fauci actually worked together. People don't realize that they had this kind of like, you know, friendship or bromance or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, long before this. And, um, you know, so they really are, were working together and, um, you know, you see these connections and, you know, they had, um, but done vaccine, you know, so-called research together, meaning drug trials on children, um, you know, orphan children foster in the foster care system. Often, um, a lot of these have been shut down since due to controversy. But I mean, a lot of these children were were literally they were killed. It was mostly with the AIDS research, AIDS drugs, but also right, that was in New York, right? In New York, yeah. The, one of them was there. They were in several states, but there was a prominent one in New York, and that was. Um, I'm spacing on the name right now. I think it like, I know the cemetery there was called like gate of heaven or something. Um, and they found a mass grave. Uh, there's actually a BBC documentary called Guinea pig kids. A lot of this information comes from, you know, and also um, you may be aware of Robert Kennedy's book, um, you know, uh, the real Dr. Fauci or real Anthony Fauci, which I've read most of, um, you know, I, he doesn't really get into to like, uh, debunking germ theory, which is like my one, you know, criticism about that, but he does expose these horrific experiments. I mean, they were forcing the, you know, if a child refused the medications, you know, these weren't sick children either for the most part, they may have tested so-called positive for AIDS or something like that, but not necessarily sick. They were force feeding that. So if the child refused, they would actually ins surgically insert feeding tubes into their, into their intestines. That's what kind of things they were doing to these children. Sick. Sick. Yeah. And he got away with it. Hey, Fauci, you yeah. said, like, was in this whole world for 50 years. He was part of an intelligence the subset. Intelligence. Right. Now. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, John, do you want to talk about it? Or do, sorry. No, you go, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll okay. Chip in well, in a this, is, this is the part <laughs> I researched. So it does, you know, to be fair. So, you know, I probably can yeah, speak up more, more quickly. But um, yeah, so the CDC, a lot of people don't realize this, but they have their own intelligence agency. It's unbelievable, you know, that they have this for the sole express purpose of, of finding and creating pandemics, you know, is like, so they've actually trained. So Fauci, um, every general surgeon from, I forget what years to what years, you know, uh, Dr. Robert Gallo, you know, who so-called discovered, you know, aged virus, even though he you know, discovered it a year after um, Luc Montier in France, but Montagnier, but they were, um, anyway, that's a whole other story, but I mean, the H HIV doesn't exist either. And they didn't actually find anything that you could call a virus. But, but didn't they ask, you said in the book, somebody asked yeah. Fauci to show the virus. He couldn't do it. He dodged it, right? 
Right. None of them have. Nobody to date, like this is incredible sounding, but nobody has proven a virus to exist except for um, maybe Steph, Dr. Stefan Lanka in terms of sea allergy. He found viruses in sea algae, real viruses that he could photograph, identify, you know, and they were found to be not only benign, but seemed to be beneficial for the algae. Um, not ever found in pla other plants or humans or animals. So what they call viruses are particles. Like they see, they see genetic material, assume it to be part of a larger genome, that they, but they've never seen the genome. They only like do these sequencing and the, you know, they do these computer models. And what we see when we see so-called photographs of viruses are actually computer models. So they're not photographs of viruses. Nobody has photographed a virus again, except for Dr. Stefan Lenka, who's been doing a lot of work also to expose this. Um, you know, he's, and I don't, I don't know, I don't want to get into too side, um, kind of sidetracking a lot here, but the point is that they've never actually identified these in the way that you're supposed to. Like, it's all kind of conjecture, really. If these are theories, you know, so they're basing all these policies, all the lockdowns, everything is based on a theory. It's a belief. You know, science today is like a religion. So this right. is all belief based. Right. Yeah. And so, so Fauci is almost like a like a, a priest, like a false priesthood or something like that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, so I just wanted to. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. go. I'll get back to the. No, I just, yeah. Yeah. No, I just wanted to go back to the gates issue. Yeah. Um, I was going to kind of chip in a bit there, but we, we sort of got past it. But I think it, it's worth mentioning that the fact that um, a gates comes from a long line of eugenicists. Okay, so that that's very important to bear in mind whenever you consider anything that Bill Gates does or said. It comes from a eugenics eugenics background. His father was a very prominent, if not a founder member of the American eugenics movement. And of course, Bill feels exactly the same. I'm sure many people have heard of the, the TED talk that he gave in 2015, where he actually said the world population is headed up to about 9 billion. Uh, but if we do a really great job with vaccines and one or two other things he mentioned, we can reduce that by maybe 15, 20%. So, you know, is openly talking about the vaccines being reduced, uh, being used as a population reduction agent and the other thing about gates is the the fact that the, the 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 vaccine model that he uses is exactly the same model business model as his computer company um microsoft you know it's it's the constant renewal it's not a one-off purchase you know right. if you buy microsoft right. product you buy it on license and it's repeat business. It's constant repeat business. And this is exactly the same way where he works the vaccine scam as well. So, um, you know, he gets the, the WHO, of which he is a, a, you know, a very serious influencer of, um, to follow his mandates for more and more vaccines. And, and COVID obviously was no exception to that. Right, oh, so yeah, he was paying off all these people. He was he was financing the WHO. That's what people think that it's some kind of independent world health. It's totally corrupt. I mean, it's corrupted by Gates and the Gates Foundation. And I mean, he goes yeah. back to the Rockefeller Foundation. Dad was a founding member of Planned Parenthood, which is full on eugenicist, yeah. uh, crazy stuff. So, um, yeah. So Gates has a very sketchy background, but he also makes money in these things right so his investments are timed and structured so that he can make money off of the whole vaccine scam and in this pandemic plan exactly 
And as I said, it's absolutely massive repeat business for him in much the same way as the Microsoft products were. Right. And I mean, it's just incredible that this whole this whole thing happened, that he's funding he's funding Fauci, Burks and Tedros, but it's never disclosed on the TV. Right. No. And, you know, and what I was I wanted to just finish my thought about the intelligence service, uh, you know, that that the um, CDC has. So this is um, they finally they used to release uh, the list, you know, members of the, the service um, services on, you know, to the public. They stopped because people found out that Fauci and Gallo were, you know, and all the general surgeons had been trained by them. So they actually started these people started their careers at the CDC, trained by their intelligence agency. Then they found, you know, then they kind of got them prominent positions as like health authorities of some kind. You know, and so Fauci, of course, their allegiance is still to the CDC. And the whole point of their jobs elsewhere is to make the CDC money and keep them relevant. The CDC can't stay in business if they don't find pandemics, epidemics and pandemics. If they if they can't continually cry pandemic, they're shut. They'll be shut down. Um, and so they also many of the board members, of course, um, have investments in vaccines you know, and so they're actually allowed to decide what goes on the vaccine schedule every year for children. And many of them own patents to vaccines. I mean, no conflict of interest there. You know, it's right. like, yeah. it's amazing. Incredible. Yeah. 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 It's so I mean, the CDC. Yeah. yeah, the CDC was on the verge of being shut down by Reagan in the 80s. Uh, and then they found uh, what was the pandemic that they AIDS. found? Oh, the epidemic AIDS. AIDS. That was it, yeah. of course. Yeah. And, and it was AIDS that actually saved CDC. So what that what does that tell us? Yeah, and that was Fauci's like baby as well. You know, he was all he said he was like born. Some, you know, at some point, he was quoted for saying he was born for this. You know, that's what. Right. So he has incredible experience yeah. on managing these plant pandemics, pandemics. Yeah. Like it's incredible. This is not somebody like a first timer. This is somebody who's been through the process. Uh, what is what was the old one? The uh, swine flu, yeah. all those like rolling, you know, scare factors yeah. or whatever. This is kind bird of flu, like, swine yeah, flu. Yeah, I mean, those were all tests, and you know, every with each time they learn something new. How how can you know how can they make even more money? How can they get more people on board with mandated vaccines? You know, I'd say they've been really successful this time around. You know, even though they never officially mandated it in our country, there's a vaccine apartheid going on. You know, you can't get a job in many cases. You can't go to a concert. You can't go to a festival. You can't go to a movie theater. You know, I mean, it's an apartheid. It's complete discrimination. And this has to be stopped. It's just going to keep going from here, you know, because as we know, people, if to be so-called fully vaccinated, now you need so many boosters. Right. You know, I mean, it's not ending. It will never stop. And there's always a monkeypox, please. You know, even the name is just ridiculous. You know, you've got to hold your hands up and say it's a great business model, don't you? You do, but you have to rely on the credulity of the people. You have to keep lying to them. Because remember, fully vaccinated was just two shots, and they lied. I mean, the thing is, is they're on record lying blatantly. Once you're fully vaccinated, everything will be fine. We just have to get through this. Oh, you need a booster. CDC just came out last two within the last two weeks and said all of the shots are transient in their effects. And (laughs) then they don't, we're not even like, your book doesn't talk about this whole tsunami of injuries that's really happening worldwide. Yeah, we wouldn't have a chance to at that point. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's a whole other book. That is, it is. You yeah. could do a whole book on what, yeah. you know, I oh. mean, I had, there was a great meme somebody passed around recently saying, oh, we did it. We, you know, we did such a great job with COVID. And then it has all these percentages of like, 
um, the increase in all these different diseases and things since then. You know, actually, um, let me pull it up in a second. It's pretty good. It says, uh, let's see, um, it's just almost opening. <laughs> well, no, it's interesting you say that yeah. because it goes back to Fauci because you write in your book, Right. Fauci really didn't heal the people of the United States over time. It's the life expectancy has dropped two years, and just everybody there's chronic illnesses everywhere. Right. Like these right. kids have people have chronic illnesses that they need pharma for. I mean, it's exactly. off the charts. I mean, I mean, the real epidemics are of obesity, of you know, of autism, of diabetes, of you know, cancer, and all of these things are caused. You can we can prove by vaccines, you know, at least in part, also by these yeah. EMF exposures. Oh, here it is. It says, we, we did it. We finally beat COVID. And then it says 279% spike in miscarriages, 487% spike in breast cancer, 551% spike in Jillian Bard syndrome, 269 spike in uh, myocardial infarction, infarction um, 468 spike in pulmonary embolism, 291 spike in Bell's palsy. Anyway, it goes on. Yeah. Well, my That's favorite is the one where they have the yeah. efficacy going from 100% efficacy, 79% efficacy, 50% oh. efficacy, 25% right. efficacy. You've got AIDS. Like yeah, right. well, I'll just add another stat into that, Shannon, if I may. Yeah, and that sure. is, uh, I found that this out only this week. Someone sent me a link to a British government website, which is called ONS, the Office of National Statistics. And on the Office of National Statistics website, it says, in no uncertain terms, that one, this is a government website, just, just let me remind you, that one in 250 people who've had the vaccine are now dead. Wow. Wow. Yeah. One in 250 are now dead. And that is, doesn't even take into account you know, what's going to happen over the next few years. Obviously, that's going to increase dramatically, I, I would suspect. I would agree with that. That's well, yeah, and thanks to, I mean, you know, programming people into accepting mandated vaccines for everything and increasing that, you know, they're, they have all these different ones in the works. I mean, they already planned, like, last year, they said, okay, we're going to do, like, a multi, you know, shot, you know, RNA shot for, we don't know what yet, but we're developing it. I mean, come on, you know, it's <laughs> just like... Right. How can you yeah. develop a drug for something you don't already when you don't even know what it is you're developing it for? Oh, it's it, incredible. You know, and then they haven't tested this stuff. They haven't tested no. these vaccines about multiple doses and they're giving multiple doses. Yes. Out. Yes. In fact, they, a friend no of mine's son yeah. just went into the military and she sent a list of how many vaccines he had to have at once, including wow. the you know COVID shots, like 12 vaccines at one time. I'm surprised he's alive. I mean, a lot of them don't survive that. You know, uh, it's, yeah, that's combo vaccines madness, have never been it? tested. It's yeah. madness. It's total madness, and they don't know what's in the vaccine. That's never been disclosed. Right. If it's just water and like some broken up piece of DNA, yeah, I would take fifty thousand of those. Right. But that's not the case. There's other elements in there. It's not. This is not informed consent. You may consent to the shot, but you cannot have proper informed consent without knowing what you're putting in your body. Well, and especially when you're not allowed, they don't disclose nano, they don't have to disclose nanoparticles. And that's right, why so. the graphene oxide, you know, isn't disclosed, even though, you know, a lot of these have been shown to have like 90% graphene oxide in them, which is highly poisonous. Well, and highly- just seen the comment on the screen there. 
Oh. It, it killed oh my, my brother-in-law's gosh. friend within hours, March 2021. Wow. That's I'm absolutely so sorry. I mean, he's not alone, obviously, but, you know, yeah. sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, and there's just horror stories all over the world. Like, people yes. are very yeah. sick. They're not dead. So the stats are different. Like, you, how sick are you? And the government isn't following. And people are starting to get payouts. I believe payouts are starting to be paid in Australia for vaccine injuries. So... Mm. Uh, it's incredible. I mean, well, you know, a lot of the deaths weren't covered, um, haven't been covered under insurance or uh, they won't be, you know, they're considered suicide. There was that case in yeah. France that, that ruled yeah. suicide because these people, you know, the person who died willingly took this experimental drug. Right. And so they, nobody else was liable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we covered we covered that in the book, don't we? About the yeah, yeah. The, the, the guy in France. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I'm not sure that's just one of many many similar stories. Right. Yeah, there's a lot I mean, of stories. Yeah, and it's just really sick. Like all that stuff about how arrogant Fauci was. I just saw him on TV the other day talking how great he was, yeah. how wonderful he's a he's a grim. You call him the Grim Reaper. He's a Grim Reaper. Oh, yeah, he's worse than the Nazis. Yeah. He's worse than Mengele. I believe that. That's a bold statement. And do you, uh, what do you think about him stepping down right now? I haven't like read a lot about this yet, but I think it's interesting because a lot of these um, criminals really, you know, like yeah, war criminals are stepping down, resigning. I, I mean, are they afraid of, you know, something coming? I mean, a lot of this is coming out about them. Is that, are they trying to, you know, defer a trial or I'm just curious what you guys think about that? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Q would tell you that it's all planned and that it's all that it's all orchestrated, but yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure I buy into that. Anyway, that's, that's another topic altogether. But yeah, I mean, uh, the, there are a lot of they're all changing their stories. They've all changed. So something has happened. Yeah. There's been a change. Burks has said, "Oh, we knew the vaccine wouldn't be very effective," which is a shocking statement. Uh, Walensky has mm. changed. There's been a lead change at the NIH. So she's either on the way out or there's been a leadership change. She's admitted mistakes were made, which is very strange. Like, why are you yeah. making a mistake when you forced everybody to do this? Yeah. And and Fauci's on the way out. So I think there's something going to happen. Um, they all should be very there's nervous. I would be super nervous. There's definitely I mean, a Gates lot of backtracking too, yeah. going on, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hancock stepped oh, down in the UK, you know, the health, uh, well, after you, this came out about the, the you know, Mizadin murders. <laughs> my Dazalon. My Dazalon. Yeah, is the same yeah. as um, the, uh, similar to the American one, is it, is it Recipine or? Remdesivir? Remdesivir, Remdesivir, that's it. Yeah. yeah, it's similar to that. Well, the, the, there was actually a court case, but it never came to fruition, of course, in, in the UK last year. And it was taken, Hancock, who was the health secretary at the time, and one of his, uh, and a few of his uh, co-conspirators, shall we say, to court, and the, and they spent uh, over well over a year, and they built up a massive amount of evidence that absolutely proves beyond question of beyond any question at all that the British government deliberately murdered 136,000 elderly people in care homes using a drug called midazolam. That's incredible. Yeah, I just want to make a correction too. It's actually um, not the same as that drug. Uh, Is it not? Okay. It's it's um it's the same as the lethal. So it's the same effect. Drug. No 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 that doesn't have the same. Well, let me just explain. Uh, the lethal injection drug is what you mean. Um, is what is the same as it's like what we use right. for death row patients here, um, for lethal okay. injection. The other one is the drug that Fauci was recommending for treating COVID, which is a anti supposedly like an antiviral or something. 
which is um, really dangerous. And a lot of people probably have died from it, but it's not expressly used, you know, at least openly to kill people. And actually it was called, uh, the joke was um, that the nurses were actually seeing so many people die from it when people were being treated with COVID in hospitals with this, they were calling it run death is near. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. That's what a lot of people. I I have two friends whose relatives died after the application of remdesivir. Oh, wow. Two separate yeah. cases, yeah. Alex Stein yeah. and, uh, yeah. oh, I can't remember his name, the other guy's name. Yeah, it was, yeah, it so. was that channel, and it was actually people in the uh, U.S. medical profession that were, you know, whistleblowers that were calling it run death is near, weren't they? Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. The nurses. So yeah. they knew exactly what was going on. Yeah, right. 54% of trial patients died after taking remdesivir. And I think that was also financed by Gates. So Gates is behind all mm-hmm. this stuff. That's his yep. drug, which is why Fauci probably promoted it. I mean, yeah. it's just another thing. Fauci with AZT, all this stuff. It's so mm-hmm. sick. So sick. And then to, for him to say attacks on me are attacks on science. Like that's just a totalistic, <laughs> wow. crazy well, stuff. Hey, I'll admit to attacking what they call science today. Yeah, I don't have a problem too. with that. <laughs> yeah. It's just a religion, isn't it? Nothing more, nothing yeah. less. And, yeah. And his lackey, Hotez, is on the Joe Rogan experience. Like he's been around. He's being on TV all the time. And he's just another one of these uh, pro-shot types, you know? Oh, how can you even question the efficacy of these vaccines? What should really scare people, I mean, this is a different thing, but I think that in this rollout of COVID, they knew which batches were more deadly than others. Oh, yeah. So certain people got different batches. And what should scare the living daylights out of everybody on Earth is that don't assume that that was the first time they pulled that stunt with the COVID no batches what and not just that some were were some were um admittedly placebos they said that they were placebos because it was part of a trial it was still a trial period i met somebody who was having to take this for her um as a teacher and she didn't want to take it and she was sent an email that said you may have gotten a placebo we can't tell you if you did or not but they said half of those teachers at that school got placebos with that first round yeah. Wow, that's incredible. So they're. Yeah. I mean, it's just the the it's the inconsistency of the logic is just off the charts. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah, we need to vaccinate everybody, but half of you might have placebos. So the people with placebos right. are just as um, welcome into like to travel and whatever, right. you know, and consider to be vaccinated. It's it's incredible. It's just incredible. Illog- illogical, totally illogical, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's off yeah. the charts. Well, everything. I mean. You know, I mean, I think we do, a, you know, even though I say it myself, we do a pretty good job of dissecting the whole whole of the background to what's been going on the last two two plus years in the book. And, uh, you know, we cover just about every every possible aspect that you can think of. Uh, you really do. And you go back into kind of the beginning, the predictive program. You go into a lot of films and all of these yeah. two events, event 201 and one I didn't hear of, which is Clade or Clade X. Clade X. Clade X, yeah. Can you John, you want to talk about that? Yeah, Clade X was um, was uh, a precursor to Event 201. Um, Clade X was, just, well, and there's not an awful lot to say about it. It was just another in a long line of exercises when there's any kind of false flag event going on. Um, Clade X was, uh, I think it was early 2018 when they did this. And it, as I say, it was just a precursor to Event 201, which is obviously a precursor to the actual pandemic itself. And again, you know, all you, you tick all the boxes, check all the boxes. 
you know, the same kind of things going on, you know, everything that, that, that kind of got discussed and uh, uh, mooted in a sense in that, uh, in that exercise, uh, you know, eventually came to happen in the actual pandemic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's not an awful lot to say about it other than that. I mean, it, it and Event 201 were the two kind of uh, precursors to, to what, what's been going on the last two and a bit years. Yeah. I don't know if you can add anything to that, Shannon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gates was quoted. Sorry, it's, there's some feedback. Hold on. Yeah, so Gates was quoted as saying that um, we didn't plan this. We didn't simulate it <laughs> right after they simulated it, you know, a few months after. Amazing. Yeah, I said it on the BBC, actually. I heard him say it on the BBC, yeah. Yeah. And it's all the same same uh, usual suspects, right? Of WEF, Schwab, and these yeah. papers of Schwab you had written, li listed in your books, these papers Schwab had been writing. So they were gaming this whole system. And they actually wrote, like, this total, This is fascism. It's a new word to use as partnerships instead of fascism. Mm -hmm. But governments will need to partner with traditional and social media companies to research and develop nimble approaches to countering misinformation. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, censorship. Great. Yeah, I mean, that censorship right there. I mean, I know there's all this talk that's sort of like we're partnering with, we're all cooperating, you know, we're all helping each other. Isn't it great, this worldwide cooperative response? No, it's not great. It's not great for us at all. It's very alarming. You know, we shouldn't be happy when private industry is, uh, is coupled with government. You know, I mean, when they're working together, it's not good, usually good for us. And a lot of that isn't even working together. I think you wrote in your book, Event 201 yeah. explicitly called for the corporate control of government. So it's not, the government isn't really your government. It's just your, no, it's like rollerball or something, like some dystopia. Right, like because that's you, why have you, have at, you have to look at who's well, benefiting. And when you see that big tech and big pharma are making billions and trillions of dollars off of this crisis... And then obviously yeah. they planned and we know they planned it and they're paying these politicians, they're paying these officials, you know, they're working together, like you said, because they're being paid to do so. Right. Well, what, what a lot of people don't realize is that the WHO is the de facto one world government. They are allowed to decide whenever they uh, see fit what constitutes a pandemic. And obviously, they've, they've, they've recently changed the definition of a pandemic as well to, yes. to say that yeah. um, it's not about numbers of deaths, it's about number of cases. Originally, a pandemic was, was, was intrinsically connected with the amount of deaths. But the WHO have kindly redefined that now. So it's number of cases, which is very convenient, knowing what we know about the so-called COVID pandemic. But what the point I was coming on to make was that the WHO, if it declares a pandemic, it immediately takes uh, precedence over all nations' governments. It becomes the de facto one world government. So it's easy to see that this is where we're going. You know, there are, there are, there are gonna be more pandemics in the pipeline, I'm absolutely sure. And we're already hearing murmurings about stuff like monkeypox and, you know, which is another load of nonsense. And, uh, you know, I heard something today and I, I, it's gone from my mind, I can't remember what it was called. But they were saying this is another potential pandemic. So they're constantly hammering us with all these, you know, tidbits of, of the sound bites of, of nonsense that, that are preparing the way, you know, for the future for us. So, you know, if if we do hit the point where the WHO declared the pandemic, they are in effect the world government from that point onwards. 
It's incredible. Right. Well, and they, they have this whole um, thing happening. In, sorry, wait for the feedback to stop. Yeah, they had this whole thing happening in the spring where um, was that meeting? They were trying to have all this, you know, all the world's, uh, all the um, UN nations sign the agreement with the with the WHO um, to allow them to take over their governments and in the event yeah. of a health emergency. I mean, you're saying, John, that they automatically do that, but they're obviously they can't do they can't do it completely, and this is why they want this um, agreement signed. And luckily, yeah, it yeah. didn't go through. And they're going to keep trying for it, though. Can you say more about? I forget what that agreement was called. Do you remember? No, off the top of my head, no. Okay. I remember seeing yeah. that, though. I don't recall yeah. what it was called, but people yeah. objected to yeah. it for the reason just what John said. Like it was, uh... and this is all just about sovereignty, sovereignty over the body, <laughs> over your political class. This is a different type of warfare. It's not like the standard, you know. Uh, one-dimensional warfare this is like top-down lies and you include in your book a lot of i think important elements that there is mind control and social engineering going on yes do one of you two want to address that yeah i could yeah. Uh, i i researched the mind control a lot and so um, basically and in the u.s anyway our governments have been thoroughly involved in this research from at least the 40s let's say um, and especially using radio frequencies, interestingly. So, you know, there's been foreknowledge of the harm of radio frequencies, the mind control aspect for decades. So to me, when, you know, this is released and onto the public as a so-called, you know, communications, you know, reasons or whatever as a convenience and with full knowledge of the harmful impacts, then that is, that is um, you know, intentional. So to me, it's criminal because they have, they have intent to harm if they have foreknowledge, and they do have foreknowledge. But the point is that these frequencies can be used for mind control. And there was a, um, Jose, Dr. Jose Delgado had done experiments with remote controlling a bull. He showed the, an audience, you know, he wowed an audience by stopping a bull in its tracks that was charging him because he had, had electrodes on the bull's head and he had a little you know, um, remote control in his hand. He was able to stop the bull and turn it around. Right. There's this, actually a video of that. There's, yes. There's a video that, yeah. And he's done this with monkeys. You know, he can he can not only can he calm animals with this technology. And this was, I think, in the 60s, early 60s. He could actually um, also make them aggressive. Uh, it might not have been him. There was another researcher that maybe was doing that. But the point is that it's, you know, the mood control is the potential is definitely there. Um, and he was advocating for what he called the psycho-civilized you know, citizen, psycho-civilized man, meaning that it would be best for society if man is mind-controlled. Like openly talking about this, writing books about it, you know, um, and this, to me, this is just the continuation of this. There, It's being, it's more sophisticated now, but it's all about psycho, so-called psycho-civilizing us, um, you know. Well, we, know that, we know there are patents, yeah. patents out there on the internet for both mind control and physical control of, of humans yes. as well. There are patents out there. So, I mean, we're going to go into a lot more details on this in the in the follow up to this book. I mean, there will be a follow up. Yeah. Um, we haven't started it yet, but it's in the planning stages. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, the ultimate end goal, which is what the question that I'm most commonly asked to all this. What is the ultimate end goal? The ultimate end goal is transhumanism and a reduction of the population to about 95 percent less than we have now. And uh, they right. think they're well on the way. I'm not so sure, but, um, you know. 
it's this is a start. Who knows how many people are going to pass away from what they've to the shots? Yeah, they've yeah, taken. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't really yeah. know. I mean, uh, there was like you mentioned in your book the uh, the Georgia Guidestones. Those were somebody took those down. That's yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah. So yeah, that's that was, interesting. That's that happened yeah. after we got the book out. Yeah, they yeah. they were blown up or something, and you know, yeah. still don't know who did it or or anything about that. But I think there were some interesting yeah. numbers involved in terms of the dates and everything that seemed to point to something esoteric involved. Right. And I don't remember what that is right now, but I can tell you it's esoteric because it's a huge monolith. That's what these yes. guys love the monolith. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and go through two thousand one all this stuff, uh, but. Uh, yeah, really okay. fascinating. And I mean, you there's hypnosis or some this mass uh, site uh, formation psychosis. They were able to do the standard kind of MK Ultra things on people by keeping them isolated. Yeah, that was really actually a very clever that. mind control element is isolate everybody from everybody else. Yeah, isolation yeah. actually <clears throat> is um. What the, the other thing I wanted to mention was the key to breaking people to breaking them down and then sort of recreating them from there. They found with these mind control experiments as far back as like the fifties was isolation. Um, isolation combined with sensory deprivation, they found that you could they could break anybody. Yeah, they're you know, still using that today. They're still yeah. using that today on. These poor kind Hitmo. of Middle Eastern, yeah, Gitmo yeah. people. A lot of yeah. those guys were innocent too. They made them into terrorists. I did they a whole also, show on that. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah they also absolutely. put masks on them long yeah. before you know, not with the idea of germs or anything. Like they put masks on them because it's dehumanizing. Um, yeah. You know, no, they're like, they're using MK Ultra techniques. They are using MK yeah. Ultra techniques that they learned in the fifties today. Yes, Gitmo and all over the place. So, but I mean, I think that they did something very clever, clever, something that they figured out when they planned this whole event to, to really isolate people and get them all freaked out through the TV. Like they did, it was really, I didn't yeah. never expected this. Like it was incredible. Um, do you guys have a, time for a few questions? I got to wrap it up really sure. in about 10 minutes. Um, yeah, SB sure. asked, okay, great. SB asked, what are their predictions for the rest of the year? Any more lockdowns, monkeypox business? Well, it, it, it's difficult to say. Um, I, 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 you know, I couldn't put my hand on my heart and say I know exactly what's going to go on, but I'm sure they are going to edge, at the very least, they're going to edge towards the next step in this, whatever that might be. And to be quite honest, I, I don't have a clue what that could be. But I, I do know one thing, and that is that I think we beat them on COVID. Okay, I think they had to abandon that um, way before time. Because all the predictions were from things like the Rockefeller Lockstep document, which some people out there might be aware of, um, were that it was going to last for five years. Well, it only lasted two. And now we're seeing the whole thing being dismantled in various different ways. So I think that's a positive. But yeah, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not answering the question very well. But I, I, I don't know the answer to that. And I, I don't think anyone does other than insiders, to be fair. I would be more... Um, sorry, here goes again. I'd be more inclined to think that the, um, that we'll get into some kind of climate lockdowns at some point, climate change, you know, like we need yeah, to curtail movement because of the climate. Um, they're really pushing that agenda, you know, with every time it's a hot day or whatever, you know, it's just like all over the news that, oh, climate change, climate change, climate change. And it's really, that's something that we really need to be discussing more because people are really indoctrinated with that idea. Even sometimes when they're on our side about other things, you know, they kind of yeah, can't they, see they past are really the, pushing that. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I have to say the monkeypox, too, they I mean, they already I don't know if you're aware of this, but they declared a state of emergency in the state I'm in already. The governor did this about um, it recently. Yeah. And I don't know what that effect that's going to have. I feel like there'll be a resistance to I don't I feel like they're going to be hesitant to pull the lockdown card again and that there would be more of a resistance to it because people are really worn out with that. And I think in a way they got what they wanted in terms of behavior modification and people going along with the vaccine agenda. Um, you know, so I think a, a more, I would more expect like um, a sort of creepy or a, more of a creep with this, you know, that it's just going to keep pushing these things here and there and in like, you know, kind of relieving it in some cases and bringing it back again, just to keep training us yeah. to normalize these, uh, these things right. and, and maybe not do something as drastic. Although again, I like John, I can't say for sure. Um, I, I'm, I wouldn't be able to say for sure, but it's something we have to still be vigilant about. I mean, the problem is I think a lot of people just assume that once the COVID thing was taken care of, they wouldn't do this again. Oh, it's temporary. You know, a lot of people were fine with like giving up liberties. because They thought it was temporary. You should never right. give Two up weeks. liberties. Never, Two weeks yeah. to flatten the curve, right? Isn't that going to be a fast <laughs> I mean, line? Yeah, they forever? said that yeah, about yeah. World yeah. War II. It was going to be a few months. I mean, they say yeah, this yeah. all the time. Don't do that. Christmas. Never give yeah. up your liberties yeah. for any reason, for any length of time. You know, once you do, it's just that easy, much easier the next time. You know, they've set a standard. They've, they've, there's this line that we've, They've drawn, they can always go back to that. You know, we've done it before, they did it before. And the problem is they have set this precedent. So in some ways it'd be easier to have lockdown. We did it before, maybe we'll do it better this time. Maybe the, the, we learned from the last time we didn't do it soon enough or long enough or whatever. And a lot of people could go along with that though. I think people are so weary as well and they don't want to, maybe they won't be as willing to, they see, they've seen what happened with their businesses and, you know, the economy, they might not be as willing to jump, to jump on that and go along with it. So right. hopefully I mean, not. Yeah. It was a massive uh, wealth transfer. It's like you mentioned in your book, it was a 7 trillion or 8 trillion swing, 4 yeah. trillion out of the hands of the people into yeah. the oligarchs pockets. So they succeeded in that regard in a big way. Um, next question, which it ties into the title of the book, is from Slick Dissident. Is there info on the many undisclosed effects of masks? In the book? Yes. Yeah, definitely. absolutely. Go on, Shannon. You, you go well, for this. There's a whole chapter on masks. We actually have a whole chapter on masks um, related to both the health impacts and the psychological, you know, social engineering impacts. So, yes, the hypoxia, you know, the deaths from wearing masks, people passing out, having accidents, children dying. Um, you know, there's other thoughts about this, uh, you know, possibly like, you know, fungi and bacteria and things like developing on the masks. There's graphene oxide in some of the masks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And then another one, Tim asks, is there any way to prevent so much collusion between the CDC and Big Pharma? <laughs> Shut them down. Shut them down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they said in unison oh my gosh i know i mean that's so hard because how i don't understand how they've gotten away with this long having these conflict obvious conflict of interest how you know how do you have people who have vaccine patents and things on the board for deciding what's on the vaccine schedule it just you know it's just been going on this long this crazily i don't know i mean people need to know that first of all i guess and then maybe you could have some kind of reform but personally i'd be for shutting them down completely then we'll never have pandemics again after that yeah i mean corruption is just endemic throughout society anyway this is just one element of it really isn't it it's a big element but it is just one element of it it's almost like how do you how do you get like big pharma out of government too you know same question exactly yeah i mean it's money money talks isn't it yeah, they're in the government, and you don't even see what's underneath the surface, under the you know, 
under the table exchanges of money. You don't you don't even see that above is bad enough. Yeah. But you know, That's who right. knows who gets who gets financing from these guys. I mean, some of this yeah. stuff is really outrageous. Um, really yeah. great talk. Thanks so much. And thanks for much. Thanks for writing this book. Where's the best place for people to get Welcome to the Masquerade? Sadly, uh, Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say Amazon. And I then mean, you're, uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Amazon, Amazon, you have a Kindle version and a paperback copy. Right. Version, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then your websites, John, yours is falsificationofhistory.co.uk. Is that the best place to reach you if people have additional questions or anything? Yeah. I mean, uh, you can, um, you can, you, I don't mind you giving my email address out if people want okay. to contact me. Uh, it's it's jch120752 at gmail.com. Um, yeah, okay. or you, you can, con you know, you can contact me through my website also. There are, on my website, there are all the podcasts that I've done in the last two, three, four years. And there are, hundreds of articles on there that I've written over the years as well. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a, a, a bunch of stuff on there, to say the least. And Shannon, what, where's the best yeah. place for people to contact you? Yeah, also on my website, we mentioned earlier, wifi-refugee.com. Um, you, can, you can email through there. Um, you can also um, sign up for my email list. Um, you can find articles and podcasts as well. And my, as well as a link to my other book. Right. And there's a lot more in this book. You guys go into the Depop agenda, vaccines, viruses, 5G, very important, graphene oxide. They're actually poisoning other things with graphene oxide. That's right. It's not just the vaccines. You can get it in pharmaceuticals, a lot of food. And that's, that's a whole issue that uh, unfortunately is really scary. I worked in the cell phone industry doing contracts. Mm -hmm. The wow. cell phone contracts, there are so many indemnities and things that they have to do to get people to sign those contracts you would never sign them like you give the way the right to the way they do it is bribe them to put the cell phone towers up or stuff on top of buildings but for a workman to for a 4g workman to go up there they have to shut everything down and shut down all the electronics or else that guy would be sterile in 15 minutes i'm wow. not kidding yeah yeah that's a, they they that's a huge issue in the cell phone industry. Everybody uh, glosses over it. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much, guys. Thanks. It's great to be yeah, with you. Yeah, thank John, you. Really John enjoyed it. Yeah, John Hamer yeah. and Shannon Rowan. Title of the book again is Welcome to the Masquerade, Prelude to the Coming Reset. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, William. All right. Stay thank there, you very guys. much.